Hello and welcome to the Bumblecast, the podcast run by two broke college students who really have no idea what they're doing. As proof that we have no idea what we're doing, Lydia and I forgot to record an intro and outro. So, you don't get to hear her voice introducing herself. Instead, you just get to hear mine introducing both of us together. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm eating breakfast too. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have to be at work until one, so I, I just got up, and I'm only just eating now because Kai didn't poop with my dad this morning, so I have to make sure he poops because we want to make sure our dog's bowel movements are regular. <laughs> um, I'm eating breakfast right now because I actually don't start work until three. But, um, I work until midnight because of, like, I do tech support stuff, and people might come in really late, um, so I have to be there really late. (laughs) Last night, um, there was, like, an emergency, like, we had to copy a bunch of papers, um, (laughs) to help one of the other teams out on campus, and we ended up staying until, like, 12.30, (laughs) So I'm really exhausted, and I woke up like 30 minutes ago, which is why I'm eating breakfast while we're recording. Didn't you have your first night shift a while ago? Actually, yeah, on Monday. Monday was the first time I was um, staying until midnight. Yeah, we worked from 6 to 12 that day. 6 in the morning Mm, until midnight. It was intense. Do a lot of people come in? Do they have problems at like midnight? People are pretty regularly coming in for Mm. like pretty easy fixes. It's like mostly network connectivity errors or like if they're having problems with Google apps, I can help them with that, which has been really rewarding because like there's such easy fixes that you can do it so quickly and people are like, oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs> like they, they look at me like I'm a wizard and it makes me feel so good. You've <laughs> always applied to the what is the three before me rule? Mm-hmm. Which is like ask three people before you go to a professional about it. <laughs> Because I guarantee you someone will just be like, yo, you can Google that. You know that, right? You know when you hit the insert button on your keyboard and then your um, laptop starts typing over itself anytime you go back to like type? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I did not remember how to fix that. Like someone came to me with that problem and I'd been thinking of other things all day. That When she asked me that question, I was just like, I know how to do this. I swear I do, but I can't remember right now. So I was literally just like, you know what? Let's ask Google. And she was like, I probably should have thought of that before I came to you. And I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it, because I should know this. <laughs> and then we figured out. Like, I literally, I, like, just hit the insert button, and we were both laughing, because it was just, like, so ridiculous. Mm. Come here. Come on. He's, like, woofing at me. Um, you guys can't see, but Lydia has her dog on her lap, and it's so cute. They can see if they want. Like, you can show them... My dog, what? Are they in the room with you? Oh, no. We're oh. recording, fam. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. I forgot who else I were talking to, like, somebody in the room with you. I was like, they could, like, they could, like, like you could turn the computer around. I forgot, I forgot that we have an audience, technically. I was like, they have permission to see. Anyway, that's why we haven't posted anything in a little bit, because I went to uh, my internship in Mississippi, 
And the first two weeks, we were working 10 hours a day every single day. We didn't, like, get weekends off or anything like that. But there were, like, there were some days where we would work fewer hours. I mean, obviously, it was a lot of hard work, but it was, like, really rewarding work. So that's mm-hmm. why we haven't posted anything a little bit, because Joe has been crazy busy. Yeah, and I did start my internship, but it's not as busy as Joe's, because she's, like, all the time, like, working, and I'm just like, I'm going to work two days a week, and then I can work from home. But this week is going to be pretty busy, because I'm going in Thursday for an event that may or may not be canceled, depending on, like, the weather, because it's outdoors. But in the morning, I have to do research for this, like, uh, community, like, placemaking project that we're working on. So I have to go in and work on that. But then um, Friday, I'm actually going as, like, the social media representative for the, like, company I'm working at. I'm going to an Insta-meet at the National Women's Museum. So it's all these people who are, like, on Instagram who live in D.C. who have, like, a ton of followers. And it's going to just be, like, me. And I'm like, I'm an intern. That sounds terrifying. I would be really scared to do that. Yeah, they're all, like, going to be adults. And it's just going to be, like, me. Not only adults, but, like, if they're Instagram famous, they're probably going to be really hot adults. Yeah, they're, like, like the people in D.C. who are, like, socially influential. And I'm really excited. I'm honestly just excited to go to the museum for free. Because it's, like, it's one of those museums that you have to pay to go into. It's, like, all art of, like, women artists and stuff. Yes, dude. I want to go in there. (laughs) They say it's really pretty on the inside. And the whole point is that you take pictures of, like, the museum and the architecture. And be like, wow, look how beautiful this museum is. Come to it. Come and see yourself. Pay, pay the money. (laughs) Pay the money. And then then we're going to have, like, a meeting afterwards and talk about how to be better at Instagram or whatever and taking tips and whatever and then um I mean that's only a couple hours and then I can just go home which will be good because I'm also taking a class and for my class each week I have to write like a blog post and so I can talk about that as like a thing that I did and be like yes new media (laughs) studies I am a media studies major look at me I'm doing something I've got a blog do 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 we also have a podcast so I have a podcast (laughs) and I have I'm doing Instagram stuff and that's definitely applicable (laughs) but unfortunately um podcast doesn't update regularly (laughs) no matter how hard we try podcast is coming along (laughs) it's a work in progress it's it's chugging along we're we're fine um I'm surprised that we've made it this far so um I think that's worth some level of recognition (laughs) yeah we didn't abandon it completely Uh so that's better than a lot of my projects (laughs) What are you eating? I'm eating um, those Nature Valley breakfast biscuits that are so dank. They just got Walmart here, so. Wow. I'm in a small town in Mississippi. God, I hate Walmart so much. I mean, I don't hate hate it. I just, like, if I have to go to one store that's, like, lit by fluorescent lighting, it's not going to be Walmart. (laughs) I'm sorry, everything looks terrible in fluorescent lighting, and it's gonna be in, it's not gonna be Walmart. I'll go to Target first. If I have to suffer through fluorescent lighting, then it's gonna have to be a nicer store. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I have standards. <laughs> Lydia is a bougie bitch. <laughs> Plus, like, if your town is small enough that you don't have at least one Target, I don't want to live there. <laughs> like. Have at least diversity in your superstores. You're so elitist. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, it's a problem. 
Lydia looks for the finer things in life, like superstores. Disney's like blue and white. It's such a cliche color scheme. Oh my god, and red and white isn't? <laughs> Costco is also red and white. So. Yeah, that's true. And I also love Costco. So. Costco and Target. Costco and Target. It's like... Well-branded. I don't know, but it, because I've never been to... What is it? Um, Lucas Santos, like the BJ's, like the Superstore. Yeah, um, I'm never going to walk into a store that's called BJ's. Yeah, why did they like Ever. decide... Why did they think that was a good name? Why were they just like, hmm, what are your initials? Oh, BJ? Okay, it's going to be BJ's. <laughs> like, that's a terrible idea. That's just... I don't think they thought about it. I feel like it was made by people who were like too innocent and kind to know what that is. Maybe. I hope so. <laughs> or it might they just might be trolling us. <laughs> Sam's? Mm-hmm. Sam's Club? Mm. I've never been in a Sam's Club. Oh my isn't God. it just like isn't it the same store as Costco but just with a different name? Like Pretty in different much. places? Like it's it's owned by the same people, I feel like. This is a ridiculous trail of inquiry. I just want you to know that. I just really love ginormous stores. <laughs> I like big warehouses filled with food. <laughs> don't we all? And like, I don't know. If there's ever the apocalypse, I know where I'm going to live. No, absolutely. If there's ever an apocalypse, I am going straight for the Costco and locking myself in. Yeah, I mean, they have so much like non-perishable food there. I know. It's so worth it. And then they have, and everybody's just like, yeah, but where would you sleep? And I'm like, bitch, they have couches. <laughs> Like, they have couches. They're there. And then you can just put together some more. Join all the couches together until you have one big mega couch. Yeah, exactly. And then we would all sleep on it. And survive. Together. Together. (laughs) It's about that teamwork. Some people are like, well, what about Walmart? And I'm just like, Walmart has guns. That's scary. I want my leadership to be unquestioned. (laughs) Nobody's going to come after me. Um, you kind of sound like a dictator right now. (laughs) You know what? They need strong leadership in the zombie apocalypse. There's a reason the Romans had the whole emperor thing, like, downlocked. They had, like, the temporary, like, uh, tyrant thing that they mm-hmm. had going on. That was effective. Did its job. Okay. <laughs> and then after the zombie apocalypse, I'll just go and retire somewhere. Oh, yeah. You'll probably get killed first. No, I will not. This is how it goes. Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Like, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? No. Everybody, everybody dies. Oh, I know, I know how it goes. I've just never like, I like. I think I watched like two episodes with my brother or something. That's what happens. Um, you go, I'm, you try for power and then you die unless you're Cersei and they keep you around for every season. What I hate about Game of Thrones is that when it's on, BuzzFeed always puts out these like articles. Mm-hmm. They're just like the next like fan theory. It's every week they put out like a new fan theory article, just like adjusted for how the events have unfolded in the next episode, and they're like. This is what's gonna happen. I mean, it's always wrong, but like, there's like apparently rumors now that everybody's like, oh my god, Cersei's gonna become the next like mad queen of what's the country they're in? Westeros? Yeah, she's gonna become the mad queen of Westeros. Uh, just like blah blah blah, and then her brother's gonna have to kill her or something, which I don't know. But all I know is that now the show has like zombies. I think like, they always had zombies, right? I don't. I don't fucking know. I know the guy, like, the mountain guy, she, like, resurrected him to be her bodyguard or something. Hashtag spoilers for Game of Thrones. I don't watch it. I just watched, like, literally, like, the most recent episode with my brother. 
And um, I have a marginally better knowledge of Game of Thrones than Lydia does. Marginally. <laughs> I just remember one time, um, like when the show was getting like super popular, I read through like a ton of like uh, wiki pages for like all the characters and like the events and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. When media gets really popular, but I don't feel like putting in the effort to watch it or like learn more about it i will go to the wikipedia page not the wikipedia page like the wiki pages the like fan created ones oh yeah and i will read through characters descriptions like synopses of events like learn about all the like mythology in like the damn show and then i'll just have this knowledge but i have never watched an episode <laughs> you know what i I, re- I recently did this most recently for um the dishonored video game i have um, not heard of that because, like, the second one is coming out, and I keep seeing articles, like, it's like, oh my god, in Dishonored 2, you don't have to use any of the powers or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know what that is. So I go to Dishonored, and I read, like, all the descriptions and everything. It's pretty interesting. Video games have some great, like, interesting mythology. I just, A, don't have a video game, like, console. And B, I'm not going to spend $40 on a game. Yeah, man. It's like a lot of money. Like the only games I currently own are my 3DS and um, Pokemon. That's because I love Pokemon. Anyway, there's my rant. Um, Lydia, you went to Pride. Oh, I did. I did go to Pride. It was hot as balls. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't go because I was in Mississippi where it was also hot as balls. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Pride. First, I went into the city really early for volunteering, and then I had, like, six hours to just, like, bounce around and be like, I don't know what to do. I got lunch with a friend, and then for a couple hours, we just laid it. We were in DuPont Circle. We laid on the grass. It was nice. Um, and then we watched the Pride Parade. We only watched about 45 minutes because it was very hot. Mm-hmm. And every, it it's, doesn't get any better when a bunch of, like, half-naked people are, like, holding you down on either side, and you're pressed against, like, a metal fence. <laughs> um, and I got some condoms thrown in my face. <laughs> Um, and then I got some candy also thrown in my face. Um, and then, so I was, I'm pretty short. So actually these two tall guys next to me actually caught a bunch of like beads and stuff and gave it to me and my friends. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. That was very, the spirit of pride. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the benevolence of the gays. Yeah. They were super nice. Uh, may have been a bit drunk considering they kept dropping these water bottles full of like wine into the street <laughs> and having to have like uh, parade people like pick them up for them because they're like, oh, can you can you grab that? I dropped my water bottle full of red substance, which definitely looked like wine, and I was like, okay. Um, I saw a bunch of people from my school there uh-huh. who I didn't know, but like I saw the t-shirts and I was like, oh, I know them. They're those t-shirts, they're the t-shirts for, like, the LGBT group on campus. And I was like, who are they? Um, <laughs> and I was like, wow. And then I kept seeing more and more of them. And I was like, wow, now I know why they call us the gay school. <laughs> I, I, now I realize because we're all, like, a majority of us are really gay. <laughs> or um, liberal enough that to conservative people we appear to be gay which is like <laughs> oh my god that moment when you're so liberal the conservatives think you're gay it's like i'm a tall well-groomed man and all my friends are women i understand now why people think i'm gay <laughs> so um yeah and i went with a couple of my friends from school and from classes and everything so it was it was nice it was a good time a good time was had by all it was fun to see some of the really cool floats soul cycle had a float 
which was oh my God. fucking intense because <laughs> they were um, all biking on like stationary bikes. Oh my God. On this float and the force of their like stationary biking actually like moved the float because they were like, you know, because <laughs> when you're still cycling, you're not just like cycling, you're like also like dipping down and stuff. Oh my and God. And they were doing that like all in unison. Holy so shit. Un- they were so in unison that it would like move the float. It was so crazy. That's insane. Um, You'd have all- to have some serious like control so you don't slow down so that the float behind you crashes into you and so that you don't speed up so much that you crash into the float in front of you. Oh, well, they weren't like propelling the float. Okay. Oh, it, it was, moved the float. Okay, it just okay. moved. It just moved like like made like, it dip it, down. It, like it made it dip. Jesus, um, that is terrifying. They were all dripping in sweat. Like, like I could see sweat just like going down their faces. Yeah, you said it was off. so hot. It was so hot. There was no clouds <laughs> or anything. It was a beautiful day, but it was like a hundred degrees, and everybody around us is sweating and gross. I hope those um, people are still alive. The poor soul cycle souls. I think they were like fairly frequently. They were like switching out. Oh, okay. So I think they were okay. Um, and then all of the consulates, so because we, we live in D.C., all of the consulates and all of the embassies had floats or, like, had people walking in the parade with banners and stuff. And so mm-hmm. you saw Sweden and Norway, and England had a big double-decker bus. LOL. Like a big double-decker red bus. Oh, my um, God. And I was actually with there with one of my friends whose mother is British, Mm-hmm. And she was like super upset because she didn't get one of the British flags. It was a British flag and it had the pride colors on it. It was super cute. She was super upset because she's like, I, I was like, you're the only real British person I know. And she's like, I know, I am the only real British person here. So she didn't get one of the uh, flags, but she, but she's fine. But um, kept getting like free stuff. So I got this whole packet of like condoms and lube and like how to use them and how to apply them and like female condoms and stuff. And then bubbles and chapstick. And you know, there's a big disparity between what some people were giving out. Like some people <laughs> just reach in their pocket and like throw condoms. <laughs> there were condoms were everywhere in the street because they were very <laughs> aerodynamic. So they would try and throw them, but the wind would hit them and they would like fly backwards. <laughs> Into the into the street, so there were just condoms everywhere. They just rolling over the condoms, and then this one guy had a convertible, and he was driving it. (laughs) Oh my god! God. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She just sneezed directly into the camera. in my elbow i'm sorry but that was such a good sneeze that was a fantastic sneeze i feel so much better now my god sorry (laughs) she sneezed directly into the camera people she couldn't have looked in another direction i had my face in my elbow what are you talking about so go like this i just (laughs) oh my god fucking dab or whatever Dabbing. <laughs> I just dabbed on Lydia. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so guy in a convertible. I'm sorry to have interrupted you. No, it's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I think I might get sick like by proxy, but whatever. Just fucking sneezed in my face. Um, he kept 
kept steering it to get closer to like the fence that we were all leaning on. He kept oh, steering God. it, and it was it was so dangerous. I kept thinking, oh my God, he's gonna hit somebody because he kept like going left and then getting close to the fence so that he could give people like high fives and then steering right. And it was it was very dangerous. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but we didn't stay for long because it was really hot and we were afraid we were going to faint or something. So we oh, went true. To, and we got some water and then we just went home. Yay, Pride! I'm so, I'm so sad because I'm going to be at the, this internship. I was there through DC Pride. And then I'm also going to be here for the Pride that they're hosting in my school's town. The LGBT plus group on campus is all going to go and they're like putting together um, some events and like volunteer to like help set up and stuff. And I'm really sad that I'm going to miss it because all my friends are going to be there. I think my school is too small to have, like, a pride thing. Well, we do have, we have, a, we have like, a pride event, and it's on campus, but we don't have, like, a parade or anything. Oh, well. But we have drag queens come. It's pretty fun. Yes. I've, I haven't been to a drag show yet, and I really want to go. I've been to one, but it was, like, in, like, a school. It was, like, a theater in, like, a school's basement. But it was pretty, it was pretty fun, yeah. And then people would dress up in drag. I enjoy it. But it's, you know, it's, like, a very small event. It's not, like, DC or like the whole town, it's just the school. Yeah, so what's new in the media you've consumed, JoJo? Oh my god, okay, okay, okay. So I just watched um, the trailer for the new Disney movie. Have you seen oh it? Oh my god, yes, oh Moana! I'm so excited! <laughs> so if any of you guys don't know this, I am completely obsessed with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't know what it is about, like, strong, bald men. <laughs> That make me feel so safe. Um, I think I watched The Pacifier too much as a child or something. Because I also have these feelings for... Um, Bruce Willis? No, it's not Bruce Willis. That's Bruce it's Willis. A, no, it's the guy from The Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. I'm looking this up. I don't remember his name. Bruce Willis, too, is also very comforting. Um, Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Vin Diesel so much. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, of course, my top fave. Uh, so I'm so excited for this movie. I heard his voice. He sounds great. He sounds um, so good. Oh my god. Animation looks beautiful. I know. I'm looking at the trailer again right now and I have chills all over my body. It's oh so my good. God. It's so good. Okay, so I'm studying um, art and film, if I can get into that major at uh, my school. Um, and there's a reason I do that and it's because I'm in love with animated films. I'm in love with animated films too, which is... I mean, I feel like it's our generation that's actually bringing animated film to the forefront because my mom will be like... Oh, I'm not gonna go to the movies and watch an animated film. And I'm like, well, of course I'm gonna go to the movies and watch an animated <laughs> film. I have to see it first. I have, I have to see it. You know, it's kind of like one of those things that for our generation, it's like, of course I'm gonna go see an animated film. Yeah. Like, uh, of course I'm gonna go see Toy Story three in the movies. Of course I'm gonna go see Incredibles two or whatever. You know. I feel like the adults that we know. Like, they never had that kind of, like, animated film where it was, like, a legacy or it had, like, a really lasting impact other than, like, mm -hmm. Disney films. So for us, we have these, like, films that it's, like, of course we're going to see. And then we bring that, as we get older, into watching new animated films and stuff like that. Like, Zootopia and stuff like that. Which, yeah. have you seen Zootopia? Not yet. It's super cute. I was really scared because, um, 
furries. <laughs> um, but it was actually super cute, and I really liked it, and I thought it was very good, a good way to introduce kids into thinking and talking about, like, prejudice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how it's built up through listening to other people's instead of making your own informed decisions. Yeah. So that was very good. And I'm super excited about Moana. I'm super excited. They actually got a real Hawaiian girl to be the the princess to yeah. like do the voice, which I thought was really good. Her animal companion looks so cute. It's a little pig. It's a little it's pig. Little pig. Um, so cute. And like the snatches of music that we heard. Sounds Lin-Manuel so Miranda uh, made a song for it. He's gonna get an EGOT. I'm so excited. Uh, so it's Emmy... Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. So he has an Emmy and a Grammy, and he has a Tony. So now all he needs is an Oscar. Oh my god. And if he wins for music, which is like every Disney movie that puts out an original song wins for music. <laughs> Y'all bet I'll know it. But like, of course he is. Um, we talk about him so much. We have, I think we've talked about him on almost every single episode that we've done. <laughs> Look, he is a gift, and oh my gosh, his sonnet at the Tony Awards. Yeah. So beautiful. Have you yeah. seen it? Um, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to cry, <laughs> to be honest. Um, okay. And I knew that I was not emotionally prepared to listen to it. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, if you guys can go and watch his sonnet, it was beautiful. I was crying. I cried for literally every Hamilton cast member that won a Tony and they went up and like got their awards. I was like in tears. It was so beautiful. I was very happy also at well, as well at the um, the people who were nominated for... Tony Awards because it was just a lot more diverse, Mm -hmm. I think, than I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like the first time that all the musical um, award winners were um, POC. This is actually the 70th anniversary of the Tony Awards. So it wasn't the first time in 70 years, it was the first time of the 70 years of the Tony Awards, which was really cool. Um, So that was great. And then all of them were so beautiful, and the girl from The Color Purple... She deserved it so much. I, they, you know, they performed one of those songs. She had such a great voice. Um, Oprah was there because Oprah is amazing. Mm-hmm. There were just so many people of color nominated. Like Christopher Jackson, uh, he actually lost to his cast member, um, <laughs> David Diggs, but Christopher Jackson was also nominated as well, which was great. Lynn Manuel was nominated, but he lost to Leslie Odom Jr. And was still so excited. I mean, he just loves his cast members so much, and I feel I love that so much about him. Um, But Lizzie O'Donnell Jr. really, really deserved it. He really did. God, so many. I'm just so happy. So it was a great Tony Awards. Uh, The performances were really great Uh, from each of the nominees. Everybody deserved to be there. Like they said, like like everybody has been saying about the Tony Awards, it's not about winning. Just the fact that you were, like, nominated, that's the win, and you get to be in this room surrounded by all your coworkers and all these people who also worked so hard on what they were doing to be able to get here. That's, you know, the, the true win is that your show did not go under, <laughs> and you're making money. <laughs> For real, though. So, that's, yeah. So, that was good. And then, um, yeah, so it was really good. Ooh, and then... In movie news, y'all, I saw Love and Friendship, and it was hilarious. Love and Friendship? Yeah. Tell me about Hel- that. It was so funny. Um, it, they, it had possibly the funniest five minutes of any movie that I've seen in the past, like, five years. Maybe more. Maybe my whole life. 
oh my god, yeah, there was this great scene. If you guys have seen the movie, you'll, you'll recognize it. It's the Churchill scene, but you have to see it. You have to watch it to know. It was so funny, so good. I feel, I feel like it was really, what's really interesting is that, so the book that it's, uh, well, it was never published, but it was a, a, it was an epistolary novel. So it was all letters, letters mm-hmm. back and forth between people. So the guy who wrote the script after ha- actually had to write the um, a lot of the, you know, the talking between characters himself. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the dialogue was original because it, the whole, the actual novel, what it's based off of is just letters. So just to like capture the idiocy of this character so well, it's amazing. And you, you've never met, the, you've barely met this character before. You just heard from other people that he's a bit stupid. Um, and then you see this and you're like, you're confounded by how absolutely idiotic he is (laughs) and but it's in such a funny way it's so it's so good i would suggest you watch the whole movie because just having this context for how dumb this character is as like his character introduction it just carries i just looked up um i just looked up love and friendship on um google and imdb gave it a 7.3 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes gave it a 99 percent oh yeah it's amazing everybody loves this movie oh my god i need to see it what the heck let me see um Lady Susan Vernon takes up temporary residence at her in-laws' estate, and while there, is determined to be a matchmaker for her daughter Frederica and herself too. Yeah, it's it's she's so manipulative, but in, it's in such a like such a way where you're just like you kind of understand it because it's like obviously it's like the 1800s or li- like the late 1700s, and you're just like wow, yeah. Um, if, if you're gonna survive, you need like a rich husband. Yeah. To like support you, and so she's a bit of a flirt, but it's it's uh it's you know it's all in for the sake of actually having a life. But also she's like incredibly manipulative, and you're like, wow, she's an awful person, but she's still like your favorite character. <laughs> like she she's like a genuinely she's genuinely a terrible person, but she's it's like it's like if you watch the movie and you're just like, oh wow, the evil mother. Yeah, you're just like. And you're just like, well, I want to watch a movie from the perspective of the evil mother. Here's your movie. And it's, it's, and it's not, it doesn't give her any reason for being, like, evil. It's not like, oh, this is my tragic backstory. This is why I'm evil. It's literally just like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I get shit done. <laughs> um, that's not just, like, the best part. It's the funniest part. But they also have this thing where each character is introduced and they have, it's pretty funny. They have, like, mm-hmm. they'll just pose and, like, it'll have, like, a circle of like light around them and like the rest will just like fade away and it'll be like the character's name and it'll be like a bit of a fop or, or it's just like something it's like his incredibly wealthy wife <laughs> so it's it's like literally like the most minimal amount of information about like and it's just like so cutting it's just like his incredibly wealthy and jealous wife who's not that attractive <laughs> something like that and it's it's super funny because it's just like when you read a play and at the beginning, it'll be, like, a short character description. It's, like, this is something, so-and-so's brother. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, that for, like, every character, which is cool. And the costumes are great because it's supposed to take place in, like, the late 1700s, the early 1800s. So it's not yet at, like, if you've ever seen Pride and Prejudice, it's not, like, yet at the empire-wasted dresses that make everybody look pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I hate those. Like, right before that. Because she said, uh, Jane Austen said it in the past. 
Oh. So, and so the dresses are, I feel like, a lot more, they're a lot prettier. Plus, if you ever read, if you ever listen to, like, a true Austin fan's, like, criticism of, like, Pride and Prejudice movies, they're just like, those dresses look like they were made in the 90s, <laughs> and they're, like, 90s style. It's like, that's not even historically accurate. <laughs> All the hair in this movie was really good. Like, the hair, whoever did the hair, I was just like, damn, because that was a lot of hair. Damn, boy. They probably wore wigs. Oh, I mean, yeah, but, like, somebody had to put them together. True. Somebody had to, like, style the wigs, too. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Go watch Love and Friendship. It's totally worth it. Yes. Oh, I heard, did you hear about Star Wars Rogue One going into reshoots? What? So uh, they tested it with audiences, and apparently they are now going into reshoots. Holy shit. To fix some of the scenes, because apparently it did not test very well. Oh, no. With some audiences um or most audiences so they're going to reshoot and fix a few scenes which i'm like it's like it's ever if you've ever seen that screen cat from beach which is like haha what the fuck it's kind of like uh okay i hope it's not like a flaming turd or something i really like i mean i'd imagine that it was i wasn't feeling that good about it to be honest i mean i just I thought that the concept was very good because giving a lot of backstory, I feel like, into the rebellion is a good idea uh-huh. because we only have like the perspective of these few characters and Star Wars isn't like a movie which is like it picks up where it left off. It'll like be like, oh, it's two years later and they're still in the rebellion and this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I, I really was interested in learning a lot more about it because uh, if you like a huge Star Wars fan and you know the backstory of Princess Leia getting the plans to the Death Star Mm -hmm. that she gets is that there was this secret group, this Rogue One group who went and got the plans for the Death Star and died doing it. Like already known that they are they die at the end of this mission. Yeah. Um, and I thought, wow, that's like a really moving story. Like that's like something that we see in a lot of like war stories here. It's like this group that sacrificed themselves mm-hmm. and their actions actually saved like the whole war and basically turned it around yeah. despite the fact that they didn't live to see that. And I thought that's a really good idea. And they have like, they have like a bunch of great actors in it. And then it's like, oh yeah, but your protagonist is still going to be like this like brown haired white girl. Yeah. <laughs> like brown haired white girls unite or something. <laughs> And it's like, everyone's like, oh my god, girl power. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, it's like normal girl power. It's like Hunger Games girl, girl power. power. Yep. Yeah. In the trailer, it was like, what will you become? And it's like Forrest Whitaker. I'm just like, oh my god, Forrest Whitaker. Like, <laughs> why are you here? Like, no offense, Forrest Whitaker, but like, you have like some weird body armor shit going on. <laughs> and you're like, intense whispering, like, in my face. Like, he was so close to the camera. He was, like, right here. He was, like, so close to the camera. He's, like... <laughs> like, that's how he was speaking. And I was, like, what the fuck? And then you have the alarm going off. It's, like... Yeah. And I'm, like, okay, I get that it's supposed to be, like, intense. And you're, like, oh, shit, why is the alarm going off? But it's mostly just, like, wow, that's really loud. <laughs> um, so, and they had Diego Luna, who I really hope is... Poe Dameron's dad. Oh my god. That would be pretty cool. But, like, that's, like, the only thing I'm looking forward to. So, uh, yeah, I was... I really hope that, hopefully, this, like, fixes some problems and it, it looks better because, you know, I just I just want all the Star Wars movies to be good. Yeah, I want all of them okay. to be good. Like, how bad did it have to be for them to send it back to reshoots? Uh, pretty bad. Like, so bad. So yeah, bad. Yeah, pretty bad. So, if they're going back to reshoots... 
Yikes. Like, yikes face, like, uh... Also, I can only imagine, like, did they push back the release date? I don't know. Let me check the release date. I think they would have to, but I don't know if they are going to, because maybe... They would have to, otherwise I feel so sorry for the people who are now working on that movie, because they're going to be, like, dying. Oh, it's no, it's still December 16th. Wow. Um, so, they're uh, R.I.P. editors. Yeah, R.I.P. editors and special effects guys. Um, hopefully, so maybe the you. scenes that they like could tweak were like minimal enough that they don't need a lot of like you know actual like special effects. Yeah, I mean, for the benefit of it being Star Wars, they probably kept a lot of the sets. So luckily, they probably didn't strike the sets, which would suck because basically striking the sets means you take it apart after the end of shooting and yeah. everything. And I think because it's Star Wars, they don't really take them, like, apart because they keep most of the Star Wars sets intact, so... Yeah. Uh, hopefully that helped. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yikes. Um, yeah, yikes, yikes. Um, okay, but what about John Boyega single-handedly saving sci-fi? Oh my god. Cast John Boyega in every sci-fi franchise 2016. What was the sci-fi film that he just got cast in? I forgot. Pacific Rim. Yes! Oh yeah, Pacific my god. Rim 2. Oh my gosh. What if he's Idris Elba's kid? He is Idris Elba's kid. That's <gasps> already confirmed. Yes! That's already... Co- he is Idris Elba's kid, which is so great. I Okay, so... Um, Guys, I'm so behind Tumblr, on current events. I'm sorry. There's a really popular post, which is like, I want a movie where uh, John Boyega is Idris, is Idris Elba's younger brother. Mm-hmm. And like, he tries to find a girlfriend and also it's Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is, that's such a good, like, every romantic comedy, like, get-together movie has to happen around Christmas, obviously. Mm -hmm. I really love this movie so much. I really want him and Makamori to have, like, a good, like, brother-sister relationship. Yes. Um, And I really want her to be, like, an older sibling figure to him. Yeah. And I just want him, and he's also producing, helping produce the movie, Hmm. uh, which is really good. So this means that, because people were, it was kind of, like, in development hell. Because people were like, sh- are they going to like fund Pacific Rim 2? Like, who knows? Yeah. But then um, his production company came in, and I, I think that will actually get it, get it started. He has his and own just, production company? Yes, he does, because he is a strong, God, strong person. God, what a fucking boss. Him. He's such a boss. Um, and then, yeah, him and his friends has, have their own production company. Um, and I just want him to be cast in every single like stupid sci-fi franchise that's just like, I want him to be the next big sci-fi actor like he's cast in every single science fiction movie i want him to be like when people think of sci-fi people think of him yes unless he wants to move to other places in his life in which case follow your dreams yes but i want the new face of sci-fi to be a non-white face yeah i want him to be i want him to be harrison ford but better i want when people think of like action or sci-fi or something people think of harrison ford because of you know blade runner and star wars and indiana jones i want him to be what people think of let's get some diversity up in here boss ass diversity up in here Um, and if you guys are craving some john boyega sci-fi action and you don't <laughs> want to watch Star Wars again because you've probably already seen it like a bunch of times like I have. Yes. Um, watch Attack the Block. Such a good movie. So good. Original. Innovative. And that was John Boyega's film debut. And he's so cool. He's so cute. He's so young. A little baby. So John Boyega save sci-fi. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Is All there right. anything else? Um, Not that I can think of. Can you think of anything? <laughs> no. No, I can't think of anything. Okay. I gotta go start getting ready for work anyway. I should probably do something with my life. Yeah.
And that concludes this episode of the Bumblecast. Once again, Lydia and I forgot to record intro outros, so it's just me saying goodbye to you for both of us. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you want to ask us a question, reach out to us on Twitter at the Bumblecast or through Gmail at thebumblecast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.